welcome back to another episode. This is episode 4, 14th of April 2020. If you're a new listener, welcome. If you're back again for an episode, thank you. Feel free to follow us on Instagram. That's on Life of Movements with a Z. And feel free to comment and link us in things you find interesting. Something that's a bit different or maybe something you think we should you know, touch on in the future. But let's get right into this. Let's get into our weekly episode. This is episode four. Episode four is titled Sleeping how to improve it and why we should so in this episode from the title you can probably guess we are going to go through some different things of why sleeping is important if you're not sleeping how we can improve it and what ways we can do to monitor our sleep and why we should monitor it and habits and and situations that can inhibit us and our sleep so start off with we are going to look into why we should go to sleep so in this 24 7 world where nothing ever stops unless there's a worldwide epidemic such as the one we're experiencing right now we try and maximize every waking hour of our day 24 7 every single day you know if you're hustling and bustling you're working every single day out there the bank holidays the christmas days and everything through rushing here drinking coffee we're actually making ourselves less efficient going forward we're actually causing a one percent decline every single day by reducing the amount of sleep we have and the quality of sleep we are getting continuing this down the path though we are actually robbing our future selves and creating this downward demotivation curb and drab of an individual who is not sleeping enough this episode is all about how we are doing this and why we should copy it and why we should combat it to create the version of ourselves we want going forward. Statistically speaking, the average person is only getting about six hours, six and a half hours a night's sleep. Personally, um, I'll target about that, but you know, it can vary at the minute with this lockdown. I'm actually full owned for my job at the moment. So this is why I've got more time to do this. I'm actually sleeping a lot more, but my sleep schedule is all over the place. I'm going to sleep at 3 in the morning, not get up till 10, and then sometimes I'm going to bed at 9 and not and getting up at like 6 or 7. It makes absolutely no sense. So we need to work out how much sleep we actually need. So me and you as the listener, how much sleep are we recommended? Recommended sleep for an individual is between seven to nine hours males you know you're probably looking more towards the seven hours unless you have some sort of ongoing issue with sleep when you may need a little bit more you know if you've exercised you know if you've drank that's being alcohol anything like that then you could potentially be sleeping more but females you're looking at a bit longer towards the nine hour spectrum so females generally need more sleep due to their genetic makeup and their hormones which usually means that they're more towards that nine hour sort of bracket but looking at everyone in the whole as a generalization we're looking between seven to nine hours sleep for an individual averagely throughout your life so in one extensive study of adults with shortness duration 
were 55% more likely to develop obesity due to your body entering a state. This is called a pre-diabetic state. This is where your insulin levels will actually drop due to the fact that you're overtired and you're not sleeping properly, which will cause the metabolism of your glucose to not go through correctly this is obviously not a good thing because obviously if your body isn't metabolizing that glucose then what's it going to be doing with it it's going to be storing it as fat that is not ideally the point we want to be doing we don't want that you know people who want to you know have a healthy lifestyle they're eating well you know they're training every day but they're getting three hours, four hours sleep. They're actually all that work they're doing is completely undermined. They might as well not have bothered. They might as well not have gone to the gym whatsoever. Um, indications of people not sleeping enough are a increased likelihood of a hormone imbalance. So you'll find the person who isn't sleeping enough will have mood swings. So highs, highs, lows, lows. Um, person usually tries to stop these lows with caffeine so that person you know be run down they're tired and you're like oh do what i need right now i'm gonna go and get myself a can of monster or a coffee or red bull or you know other things are available but basically a, a stimulant of some description so this person takes it that low now goes to a high because you know they're feeling energetic you know, they've got loads of energy and then they crash so they come back down to a low so take another one goes to a high but you'll find that what will happen is this the lows will get lower not highs get higher so you'll find there be issues um with sleep deprivation as well long term you're looking at massive fluctuates of um basically how hungry you feel if you're not sleeping enough you're more likely to overeat this is due to the reduced production of this appetite suppressant hormone which is scientifically proven obviously as it is the appetite suppressant hormone to cause overeating so as i said before you know that gym that workout you know that run you might as well have not bothered because you know you've gone to the gym you've burnt off i say six seven hundred calories but you know you've then gone to sleep like three four in the morning how about three four hours sleep and you know, you didn't overeat the next day. So you might as well have not bothered. You might as well cut that workout short, gone home, gone to bed at a more sensible time, and then be able to exercise effectively the next day. In a study of healthy young men, you know, men aged 18, 24, um, did a study where they restricted their sleep to four hours per, per night, per day, uh, for six nights consecutively. In that test they proved that lack of sleep will inc increase the symptoms of pre-diabetes so that you know that appetite suppressant hormone you know the releasing of that insulin to metabolize that glucose so you not sleeping is going to have this whole issue so whilst we're compounding this lack of sleep with you then not producing enough insulin with you then feeling hungry and then you then trying to motivate yourself get up and going with high amounts of sugar and caffeine it's just a vicious cycle you're just going round and round in circles go to bed late feel tired have caffeine 
can't sleep because you've had too much caffeine because it actually blocks the hormone which makes you feel tired and you just go round and round and round and round the hours you spend asleep do not necessarily mean the quality of your sleep is good um you could go through you know a full six seven hours of sleeping but if you aren't going through the correct sleep cycle stages you're still going to feel tired um, basically due to the lack of REM sleep so if you're drinking alcohol uh, which we all do you know I'll put my hands up I do as well you know try and take it into account realistically you need to be aware of what alcohol you're drinking and how much you're drinking will also affect how you sleep pardon me so if you have an alcohol you're not going to go through the correct sleep cycles so you're not going to go through the whole REM sleep so you know you are asleep don't get me wrong, you are asleep. Um, my other half, when she's had a drink and she falls asleep, she's gone for the count. But And she feels fine. But me personally, if I do, then I'll have massive issues. I can't sleep properly. Um, I wake a lot. I come out of my sleep very easily. I actually don't fall into that deep sleep. You know, that, that stage three. You know, that deep, deep, deep sleep. So, also just quickly spoke about stage three. So, I actually go go through the stages of sleep. Um, there's two basic stages of sleep. You've got rapid eye movement sleep, which is REM sleep. Um, usually occurs the first 90 minutes after falling asleep. Um, your eyes obviously close because you're asleep, but your actual eyeballs themselves are flicking from side to side behind your closed um, eyelids. Um, you have mixed like frequency of your brain activity um, becomes sort of like if you imagine like a graph it comes close to you waking up but you don't actually wake up um your be breathing becomes faster and regular so if you've ever been awake once you're past asleep and you can hear them gasping or, or you know breathing really weird that's because they're actually in that REM sleep cycle um your arms will become paralyzed it's not sleep paralysis that's something completely different which we can talk about at a later date not in this episode today um, which basically prevents you from acting out your dreams. Um, obviously, as I just mentioned, dreams, REM sleep is when your dreams occur. Um, as you age, you're actually less likely to spend time in the REM sleep stage. So you can all probably remember as kids, you know, we have very, very vivid dreams. You know, every single night you're going to sleep and you're there and you're like, oh, wake up in the morning you remember some like crazy cool dream you know you've just bought a ferrari and it's really cool when it's a cherry red ferrari for free people out there who know that um <laughs> know that reference will definitely get that if you don't don't worry um just that's adam sandler reference um but yeah going back on track you're less likely to have these deep sleeps this this REM sleep when you're actually further on in life so we've just also covered REM sleep. Now we'll go through into the non-REM sleep, which is broken down into three stages. You've got stage one, which is non-REM sleep. It's the changeover from wakefulness to sleep. So you fall asleep into a light, light state. So it only lasts a few minutes. Um, your heart rate, breathing and eye movements uh, slow. Your muscle relaxes. You ever had it like when you're twitching? in your sleep and you're in your bed and your partner's getting annoyed with you and they want to punch you because you keep on accidentally hitting them with your arms um that's actually you going into stage one 
um, your brain waves have been just slowed down, and they go from their day, daytime wakefulness into this nice, calm, relaxing stage one sleep. Then, as we go out of stage one, we're going to go into stage two, um, which is a period of light sleep before you enter your deeper sleep. Your heartbeat and breathing slow even more, your muscle relax even further, your body temperature starts to drop. You know, if you're one of those cold sleepers out there, you'll you'll probably notice this more extremely than if you're quite a hot sleeper. But your temperature will start to drop. Uh, your brain activity is now starting to slow. Um, brief, you know, electrical outbursts in there, but not anything you'll really. Uh, and you'll spend most of your time repeating this stage two sleep cycle. So you'll go for a cycle of stage two, three, and REM. Stage two, three, and REM. Rent, you know, slowly coming out every now and again if you wake up through the night. So going from this stage two into stage three, stage three is the period of deeper sleep that you basically need to feel fresh in the morning. This is the stage which alcohol stops you if you're going into. Um, because during the first half of the night, your breathing and heart rate's the slowest it will be. Your muscles are most relaxed, and it's the most difficult to wake you up from here. If you ever tried to wake someone up in the middle of the night to go and catch a fight or something, you'll definitely know which stage they're in, because you can't wake them for love or money. You're there, you're rocking them, you're shaking them, and you can't get them out of bed. That's because they're in stage three. You can't wake them up. You know they'll come out of that stage three and they'll be really groggy. You know they'll be really tired. So, stage three is not the area you want to wake up out of. You realistically want to try and wake up out of either stage two or REM sleep. You don't want to try and wake up out of stage three. Um, but that's something completely you know different. Talking about wakefulness and how we're you know try and optimize our sleep. I'm gonna do something completely different. Do a separate episode on that, and probably gonna be the next one we do. But also, I've spoken about the barriers of sleeping about alcohol. Um, which stops you going through the sleep cycle correctly. Um, I touched on caffeine. Um, so caffeine before bedtime, you know, we just all boast when we're younger. I can have a can of Red Bull before I go to sleep, and I feel fine. Well, actually, no. The reason why we felt fine is because we're young. As adults, or even young adults, we can't do that. Or you can, but you're not actually doing the best thing for you. Consuming like a pre-workout before you go to the gym at nine o'clock at night, going to the gym for an hour, then coming back, you go really struggle to go to sleep. And then once you actually fall asleep, you're not going to go through the sleep cycle correctly. Um, you actually go find that redu- that consuming caffeine an hour before you sleep. Actually, I'll correct myself. It's four to six hours before you sleep. Will actually reduce the quality and amount of your deep sleep for about an hour, um, averagely. Um, one study also found that caffeine during that period, a four six hour period before bedtime, will actually delay the time of your body clock. So, you know, usually when you feel tired at about 10 o'clock, you're not, you're gonna feel tired around 11 o'clock, which then means, you know, as I said, you're getting less sleep, you're getting lesser quality of sleep, in this world that we're 24-7, we're always going, 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 we're going to find that this is going to really start impacting us. You know, this this 1% decline every single day, 1% decline today, you know, that's a 2% decline from the day before, then a 4%, then you know, going forward, it's going to start compounding and actually making it into a massive issue, um, which, you know, we're all going to 
you know, suffer for. Um, new thing out there at the minute is this whole blue light, you know, technology. You know, I'm an influencer. Go and buy my blue light blocking glasses. They'll help you sleep better. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying to go out there and buy them. Um, what I'm saying is to be mindful of it. You know, if you need to go and get them, you know, something I've thought of personally. Um, I'm a heavy, heavy user of a computer screen, a phone, you know, TV. My job involves me basically sitting in front of a computer nine, ten hours a day. I come home, I'll go to the gym, and then I'll sit in front of the TV for another two hours. You know, I'm talking 12 hours potentially of screen time a day. Blue light has actually been scientifically started to be studied now, um, and people have started to link this whole blue light and melatonin, which is that um, sleep hormone, which allows us to fall asleep. Um, you know, starts to make us feel sleepy. Blue light actually suppresses it. Um, it's you know suppresses this blue light actually being produced by the brain. So us sitting there in front of the TV, you know, three o'clock in the morning, you're not feeling sleepy. Well, that's because that blue light is hitting your eyeballs, you know, in your eyeballs, communicating to your brain. It thinks, you know, it's light time outside. You know, it's daytime. I'm not supposed to be going to sleep yet. I've still got things to do. And I'm still ready to go. You know, I'll go and go and go and go. What you need to do is text it back, turn that off, you know, reduce that blue light you're exposing yourself to in that hour going up to bed. Um, this is one we'll go forward into looking into um, sleep habits, um, you know, creating up a bedtime routine, uh, reading, meditation, hot beverages, you know, low caffeine, um, for instance, for Sigmatic, um, they do some really nice um, hot chata, which is lovely to consume before bed. Um, with reishi mushroom, that thing, wherever I have it, um, if I don't have any caffeinated drinks in that four to six hours beforehand, I will fall asleep and I'll be out for the count. I will have amazing dreams. I'm not sponsored by them, just you know, giving you a heads up. Um, you need to also start looking at creating cues um, for you to go to bed. So like a time factor or um, something which you do every single day. You know, I'll get in, go to work, I'll come back, have my dinner, you know. I don't watch EastEnders. Let's say EastEnders on, I don't even know what time it's on. Let's say between 8 and 9 or whatever program you're into. It's on between 8 and 9. Watch that program, right? Program finishes. Turn TV off. You know, that program finishing is you, is your cue to turn that TV off and then start your bedtime routine. So, you know, get ready, you know, do your face, um, do your face wash routine, brush your teeth, you know, that kind of thing. And then take, you know, I'd say personally between 45 to 30 minutes before you actually want to start and to head to sleep. So if you're going to sleep at 10, you know, 15 minutes doing your bedtime routine, you know, washing your face, bathroom routine, whatever you'll say, going for a wee, X, Y, Z, and then spend the next 45 minutes to half an hour doing something that isn't in front of a computer screen or isn't going, isn't, you know, you sitting there drinking alcohol, isn't you there having a coffee before you go to bed, isn't you sat there watching TV. Do something different. So meditate, read a book, um, you know, go for, go for, I would say go for a walk, but that's probably counterintuitive. Whatever suits you, you know, whatever thing. If you want to sit there um, and, you know, be mindful of what you've done during that day, you know, do a reflection, write in your journal, um, but be mindful of what you've done. Take those, you know, take that time 
to rethink you know what have you done that day um what you can improve you know make things make these things easy to achieve um a great example of ways to do this is by a book by james clear called atomic habits whose mission is to make it a one percent improvement every day so small but achievable goals uh, you know one little step at a time you wouldn't try to run a marathon or marathon depending on which side of your pond you're from if you've never run before you could you know you could try you know people out there have tried and some people have done it other people's haven't um if you've never run before you know trying to run a marathon would be absolutely crazy if you did it the likelihood of then you doing it again would be like i'd say a 0.5 percent chance because you've just killed yourself doing it you'd start off with something you know nice simple and easy um such as increasing your walking distance you know taking more steps a day by taking the stairs or walking to the shops instead of driving um same we should apply the same to this to our sleep you know don't lie in bed awake if you can't get to sleep do something else like reading or listening to music until you feel tired. You know, we shouldn't be creating this whole association with our bedroom, um, which is a completely separate thing I'll touch on, our bedroom of sitting there and not being awake. You know, we need to create a atmosphere, create a... When I say room here, I want to clarify, I don't mean the four walls. When I say room, I mean that space between in your bed. You know, it should only be used for certain things. You shouldn't be sat there you know every single day playing games and things on your computer yeah it's you know very very inconvenient but you're mixing up those signals in your brain that when you go to sleep and you sit in your bed that that's time to play computer games you know you're making your brain confused let's make things simple and just go right bed is either for sleeping or sex if you're into that thing if you're not whatever um but those are the two things you should be doing in there. But I'm going to cover that in a completely separate topic later on. So don't sit in your bed. If you can't sleep, take those. You know, take that time. Go read a book. Go listen to music. Chill. Be mindful of why you can't sleep. If you can't sleep due to stress, go for a process. You know, work through it. Is that something that I can change now? No. Is it something that's going to directly affect me? Yes or no? Go for this whole process. Don't sit there thinking, what if, what if, what if, what if. We can all go, what if. Well, what if you don't get the correct amount of sleep that you need and tomorrow you're doing 1% worse than what you did today? Take that into mind. So in conclusion, um, we've covered a huge and ginormous amount of material on this episode. Is a droplet of the information that is out there um there's on the internet is in books there is so much information about sleep take that step educate yourself on why you're not sleeping um monitor why you're not sleeping you know is it because i've just had a cup of coffee 25 minutes before i went to bed or is it because i've had a really stressful day at work you know take mental note or write it down why you're not sleeping and then work out a plan of action going forward of if you see X, do Y to stop it. Don't allow X to continually be there. Change it. Obviously, having a good night's sleep is having a solid routine at bedtime. It is making sure that you just did the you've done the things I've just said. You know, if you're not having a good night's sleep, 
you're basically taking the edge off that sword. You know, you aren't that warrior anymore. You know, you're you are blunting your blade. You might as well be chopping down a tree with it rather than going into battle every day. There is no point with each small step you take into improving your sleep pattern. You're actually putting an edge onto that blade. You're you're making yourself a better warrior. You are allowing yourself to be the better you know the best you you can be. We all want to be, you know, this person, that person, or we all want to be able to do X, Y, Z. Start off with the basics, start off with the things that are simple, and then move forward from there. So, thank you for listening to episode four. That was a interesting topic to cover. Um, I greatly enjoyed it, and I'm quite passionate about it, as you could probably hear. If you want us to cover anything different or if you want to hear something in particular feel free as I said before to go to our instagram page life of movements you know we're active on it i'm always on it come give me a holler tag me in something just let me know you're there i'm more than willing to help anyone out there who needs it especially in this time you know as a society we need to band together at the minute we need to be there for each other you know let's all collaborate let's use this amazing resource we have that out there called time and the internet and make everything better for each other so thank you guys and i hope you all the best i'll speak to you next week thank you